Welcome to the Story Tinker Podcast, a place for in-depth analysis of Webtoon stories. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character struggles, relationship development, and of course, theories. You can follow the Story Tinker on YouTube, podcast platforms, and social media. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support the Story Tinker on Patreon. We are really appreciative of your likes, subscribes, and follows on all platforms. Thank you for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 57, Inconvenient Interference. And it's a nice double entendre with the word interference, which we'll see. So this is Atha Carmen Camellia, and... Um, Lauren is sitting there on the rooftop trying to listen into the conversation with Bella and Tim and two unknown people, man and a woman, and the messenger, and listen in on what their plans are. So she's sitting on top of the roof, it's your little figure there, and she has the radio, and she's like, shh, and she hears, wait for the messenger. So, okay, she hears suddenly a crush, and then she suddenly sees the figure appearing, and it's the messenger, and she's like, where did he just appear? Because he looks like he's out of nowhere. So he, from here has started our theories, which cool, you can go into this since this is your baby. <laughs> yeah, it's, okay. This is like my child of a theory. Um, so the tunnel system, <laughs> if you look closely here, this is actually around the time when the tunnel theory became a thing. We were like, so probably came out of a tunnel or something. If you look closely at the panel, it the messenger is standing uh, in the middle of a bunch of circles and it kind of looks like a plate has been displaced that he's standing over. Mm -hmm. So maybe he like moved it and crawled out of the ground. Mm -hmm. Like a slimy little thing or something. <laughs> Emerging like a cicada after 17 years. I'm sorry, that was a weird analogy. <laughs> it's kind of funny that he would choose to, or whatever, if it was a tunnel, right, that they choose to plant it right in the middle of a Zen garden where like, I don't know how he's going to step over those, you know, ripples without oh, yeah. disturbing it, but okay. <laughs> maybe this one is like paved. It's not, yeah. it maybe it looks like the oh, design yeah, for the sand, but it's probably like stuck. Yeah. Gravel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah, it is very pretty, I have to say. Someone who's trying to design my garden now, uh, now-ish. <laughs> yeah, it's not hard. Anyway, totally irrelevant. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, Tana theory, um, I think it's pretty obvious, and we have the emphasis, obviously, where Lauren's like, where did he come from? So we're meant to pay attention to it. So he thumps over, walks over to, you know, the pavilion, you know, slides open the door, thumps in, like, very menacing, and everyone's just silently sitting there waiting for him. Yeah, like, it's kind of like, he doesn't even care to be, like, subtle or anything, because he's just, like, walks in like he owns the place which who knows maybe the phantom side do own the place. <laughs> probably <laughs> if they have a tunnel going to it and they feel safe meeting here yeah and the framing also he's just towering over everyone who's sitting there so he's a lot of control so bella of course is like and here comes our beloved messenger which yeah. of course we know is ironic but yeah her. <laughs> and a lot of people ended up having a Bella in the messenger ship after <laughs> Oh my gosh! No, when Bella says beloved, y'all, she means it sarcastically. Yeah, I mean, I feel like half of Bella's dialogue is sarcastic 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like so the the trick is like what does she really mean? But you could you could kind of tell she puts on kind of like when Kieran puts on his like persona, she has hers <clears throat> as well. Yep. And you know the women behind her did not look. No one looks happy to, except for Bella. Like everyone else is just looking very grumpy. <laughs> And he says, thank you all for coming tonight with his intimidating finger crossing. Mm-hmm. And of course we have the two, uh, the two vases are just like really put in, you know, in, in the picture. You know, I, that's just one of my favorite things. Cause it's like, it's good for like framing the scene, right? Like he is the center of our attention, but then when the focus goes to the vases, you know, okay, this is something to like, remember that there are these two vases. And I, I, I knew exactly what it meant before. Really? I'm very proud of myself. That's so smart. <laughs> yes. But yeah, that's for the next episode. Mm-hmm. And she's listening in and he says, for now you have been dragged in mercy. He will not be as forgiving of future failures. If this brings the police or the leader down on all our heads, none of you will keep in yours. Ooh. Hey, guillotine. <laughs> so fun. Yikes. Yeah, Lauren's expression is like, very uh, menacing as well here, but yep. And then the blonde man says, four morons who got arrested are out of the picture now. We have the next steps perfectly under control. Oh yeah, Mindy, that's uh, Mr. Fleming's. Oh, whoops, <laughs> sorry. Oh, Ryan Fleming's, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah, forgot. I hear what I mean, Mr. Fleming's or Ryan Fleming's. Like, his name is Ryan cool. Fleming's, Mr. Fleming, same thing, yeah. but he, he's not got like a very creative design so it's like it's easy to forget <laughs> especially with the lighting everything's a bit discolored yeah oh, yeah sorry it has been a while since i last read the Fleming's episodes so and he isn't so prominent a character so yeah i mean well i guess he is but the whole yeah the hotel room thing that should be pretty memorable anyway whatever i forgot sorry <laughs> so he says the leader has already got in sorry um our project was almost exposed to the police Nothing excludes that they can establish a common denominator between what Trevor and the others. Leaders already got in Purple Hyacinth involved. Once again, we have a throwback to the vases. So it's like, hint, Purple hint, Hyacinth hint. and the vases. You know, <laughs> what could it mean? <laughs> Who knows what else he suspects? The weapons imports was the leader's first plan. And now Tim asks a really good question. He says, do you really think he isn't already aware that Seven is trying to use it to start his own rebellion? Later might be silent, but he's not stupid. <laughs> okay. I can't remember if this is where it's really like told that like Apostle Seven is trying to rebel against the leader. I thought that was Bella, right? It back in the thirties. Yeah, I think when he was when when Kieran was talking to her, right? Was that yeah, that she's true? like, yeah. yeah, that was back when we found out. So it's like Tim is actually not being stupid for once. <laughs> <laughs> we must acknowledge. Yeah, I think the worst part about going back and doing podcasts for like the older episodes is that I have to look at Tim's sake again. It's a shame. (laughs) Well, he says, it wouldn't be surprising if he finds out sooner than later, and then we'll be as good as dead. I'm like, you should have thought of that before joining this little like rebellion of number seven. That's, you know, whatever. You know the consequences. And it's like, what is Sunny Seven waiting for? A sunny night to launch his coup d'etat? Which, yeah, sunny night, obviously not going to happen. And she already scribbling and furiously away. Whether the leader knows or not is irrelevant as long as he cannot stop us. This secret operation was a high risk for all of us, especially Seven. Hmm. Okay. 
Cool. So yeah, we're she's all ready. Just like, we we gotta. If we die, we die. We all knew what we were getting into. Yeah. Oh my god, I just noticed something that like. Okay, it's like one of the next panels. <laughs> I'll tell you guys when we get to it. Okay. So and he continues, and he won't act until he's gathered all the necessary assets to overthrow the royals and the leader. And Lauren's just like, you know, oh, it's so exciting. Oh, triple okay. Sway. So yeah, this is the panel. Um, okay, so I'm looking at this panel, right? And I'm like, I oh, haven't I read this episode in a long time. So I'm looking at it, right? And I notice, like, even though my eyesight is kind of bad, I notice there's something with a little bit of white highlight. Yeah, we're there <laughs> yes. in the background, and because I'm looking at this on a tablet, I'm like zooming in, and it's definitely drawn in because mm-hmm. it's like solid black and then white highlight. I wonder yeah. what that is. <laughs> Because didn't the, like the last I'm I haven't read any of these in a while either. Like didn't the last episode end with like an ominous figure on the rooftops in the distance? Like, I can't remember if that's last episode or this episode. Because I think it might I be this, this episode. episode. Yeah, I think. I, it's, oh, oh, I might check it after and see, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the next panel zooms in, so we see that figure again, and then oh. the next panel here's oh, okay. Here's. So maybe yeah, maybe I just forgot about this. Yeah, uh, I just want to say I pointed this out at the time. I will point this out again. I, okay, it's pretty obviously who this is. We're not okay, this. This so they're trying to be covert, right? Blend in with the shadows. Lauren's in all black, but this guy, he is in a bright ass red ass costume okay. in the middle of the night, like with. This, it's just like, mm. bro, it's you dark red. Bella it's also dark. kills in heels, so I'm like these two like. They're good at what they do. They're just inefficient in how they do it, you know? I mean, if they're efficient at killing, they're witness- they're no witnesses. It's like, they gotta look good, Bundin, okay? Like, killing is one thing, but it's not worth it if you can't look fly on the job, okay? <laughs> Respect the drip. The drip is respected. <laughs> it does look very good in red, I have to say. We we know this from a later episode as well. He's, yes, he looks good in red. <laughs> Sorry. He's, giving, he's giving the early 20s arc lauren a run for her money <laughs> mm-hmm. oh gosh yeah oh it's very dramatic that pose is, is fantastic it's mm-hmm. so good um also he has usually he's very narrow but here he has like you know some dimension like his shoulders and the narrower hips so he looks nice <laughs> the dorito shape yes yeah. and then he pushes <laughs> he's gone and um, Fleming's big his head, sorry, his fist on the table. He says, Blink, things only gives the police and the leader more time to figure it out. Sake and I have already imported countless ships filter bursting into the city. We are ready. And uh, like, okay, I gotta say, like, the police, like, they're like, oh, yeah, or like, oh, the royals, at least we learn a little bit later on. Yeah. They're like, the BS are probably gonna do something sooner rather than later. And but like for the police, it's kind of like, what do they actually do? Like, I don't really, we don't ever really see them working on something like this until Loon gets involved. So like the APD is just super inefficient. So honestly, I don't think that they would be able to figure any of this out without Loon's help. Yeah, they certainly don't give us any <clears throat> indication that they know anything about this. Mm-hmm. So now Cigar Lady says, isn't that funny? Seven concocted this mutiny because things weren't moving quickly enough for his taste. And again, you know, it's, it's probably male. And now he's giving us the same excuses. And 
Bella, says, there's a big difference between seven and the leader. Our apostle doesn't bother with pretense. Who cares about a society without hierarchy or gaining equal rights and all that cute gibberish? So it's very interesting because now we know that seven doesn't care anymore. Maybe he cared originally, but he doesn't care anymore about, you know, society and making it better. He just wants line, money and power. <laughs> yeah, this line has me thinking that like the leader still believes in like more of the original like ideas the mm -hmm. Snapdragon was founded on. Well, although he, although the leader is a lot more violent, of course, in mm -hmm. how he, excuse me, he just he still believes in like, you know, overthrowing the class hierarchy and whatnot. Whereas, you know, the people below him have turned it into more of a play for their own status and to for their own uh, financial and material gain. Right. But Bella, Bella thinks that the leader is pretending, though, because she says our apostle doesn't bother with pretense. But she thinks that the leader isn't, well, at least what she says, I don't know what she really thinks, but she says that she thinks the leader is bullshitting, basically. <laughs> yeah, like, because no one really talks to the leader besides, like, the apostles themselves, I'm kind of torn because I feel like, you know, the leader came out of what we now know is, like, a massacre, right? Mm -hmm. and so I think that they're using the class hierarchy overthrowing that as an excuse to sort of take down the royals so if they take down the class hierarchy it, they said this in a line in the beginning of season one I believe it's like they want to overthrow the royals and the like class hierarchy that they sit upon so I think the leader is kind of aiming for like two birds with one stone a, the class system, and B, the royals, because the royals were the ones who had afforded the massacre. The leader wants revenge because a lot of their probably like acquaintances and friends were killed in that massacre. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm really, really curious when we meet the leader because it, it's really crucial to know like what happened to the leader, what happened to this illusion of the leader, and what, are the, what does the leader think now, and who are they? Like, you know, it really all depends on like who they are in order for us to know, you know, to kind of understand their, their background, their context, their motivations. So yeah, I'm very curious if they still believe in their ideals or if they've just been completely corrupted by now. Yeah. I think you know? a lot of it too is just me wanting them to be like super nuanced. Cause like, mm -hmm. I know like, you know, they've done a lot of violent stuff and ordered a lot of violent stuff, but with PH, I'm kind of hoping that there is some sort of antagonist that is much more nuanced than on a lot of what seems to be. Because like the apostles, all of the apostles, and then, you know, the monarchy, of course, it's very clearly like, you you know that like, they're bad people, right? They're obviously villains. But like, I feel like with a story like PH, there could be a lot more nuance added to it, especially with, you know, the violence even though it was originally for a good cause and how you know it kind of gets twisted over time but there's still like the remnants of the original ideas just mm -hmm. kind of lost so what you're saying is you want silco from arcane <laughs> well, i did you did you did not need to call me out like that okay i'm just i know I'm, I'm gonna try to forget that name because i want to watch it so <laughs> yeah, no watch it it's good but yeah it's so good literally Bundin has watched me be an arcane brain rot for like the past month. <laughs> Bundin, yes. 
I've been in there as well. It's good. You but yeah, <laughs> I, I agree that I, I feel like I want a villain that it's like we get something that <clears throat> we like we can't necessarily predict. But at the same time, I want something that like makes sense narrative wise. Right. Because like I don't need black and white. I like the shades of gray. I like the mm-hmm. the nuance. I like the complexity of like having a character and like recognizing that they do bad things. But at the same time, they're still compelling. I'm a Kieran simp. So, yep. mm-hmm. right, that's my entire gig, right? So yeah. I'm all for all of that. Mm-hmm. So, but Absolutely. at the same time, it's okay. like, you know, mm-hmm. thousands of people blown up. So it's, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, with Kieran, since Spana mentioned him, I think, like, unless he has, like, a betrayal moment or something where he, like, you know, has a dark side moment, like, as, like, a villain, I don't really think he is. I think he's more of a hero in this story because, and so he's not going to be really, like, a very, like, morally gray antagonist because from the beginning, we kind of know, like, his stance on everything. Mm. Well, not everything, Mm. but, like, we kind of know, like, his stance towards the PS, like, uh, in the beginning, it's introduced that, like, his motivation is to take down the leader. So we kind of know where he at least, like, stands in the whole conflict, right? Mm-hmm. True. And because he's a victim of the PS, it's, like, we know that, like, he agrees with, like, what the PS was, like, originally intending to do, right? Which was bring more equality. He just doesn't agree with the methods because he wants, he believes in the cause, but he wants to take out the terrorists that are in PS. Mm-hmm. And I think that adds a lot of nuance to him, which we don't really see with Lauren because of her own background as growing up privileged and rich. But like, I still don't think that Kieran would really be a morally gray antagonist. You know, However, not, not morally gray antagonist. I meant more as that like a morally gray character. Oh yeah. But like He's not morally... morally in terms oh, yeah, of his sorry. actions. Cause it's yeah, like, I, don't, like... I still love him in spite of the fact that he has murdered oh, yeah. of people. <laughs> I mean, but like, I don't, I don't know how to say this, but like, I unless he has a patrol moment, I wouldn't count him as really like. This isn't like about what you guys said. I, this not, is just completely unrelated. I get, this, like, I get I what really you're saying. As, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't really see him as sort of like, you know, like a more like nuanced sort of. Like we can't really predict what happens with him because we mm-hmm. kind of already know. However, I think Bella fills that role because mm-hmm. she's kind of in a similar boat as Kieran. However, she hasn't really been, like, fully, you know, I guess, like, against the PS or against the terrorism. Because, like, she, from what we've seen so far, for the majority of her screen time, she's been a lot more active in the type of violence that Kieran um, dislikes and wants to stop. However, we're now learning that, like, oh, yeah, she also had a history that's kind of like Kieran. And so I think that she would also be a really good, like, more nuanced fill in yep yeah she's an enigma yeah I'm, yeah i'm glad she went from pure villain to someone with who we'll learn more about mm-hmm. so anyway so she continues seven just wants to take the power and free us all from the leader's empty speeches and brutal growth. and then we sat we see you know a shadow of another figure you know lauren's like shocked right and then we see another figure approaching near where lauren's sitting and he's, this figure is also listening in on the radio. Mm-hmm. And now we have click, and then we have, and the, ksh. so as soon as this person has click their radio on, suddenly 
Lauren can't hear anything on hers. Guess what? The other guy can't hear anything either. She's like, crap, what's wrong with this thing? And the other guy's he's like, that. <laughs> me with every device that doesn't work. She's like, work, work, work. <laughs> Blame it on Kieran. Yeah. And they're both furiously tapping. He's like, no, 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 I'm completely losing the signal. Maybe if I move closer. Damn, why doesn't it work? Distance oh. is not even a problem. <clears throat> and they're both sitting there very frustrated. And then we see them on opposite sides of the roof. The little cute figures highlighted. It's adorable. And um, Lauren drops down. We have a foosh. We have a tap. There we have a crunch. That's Kieran landing in the sand garden again. Lauren's on top. Kieran's running down. She drops down, jumps down. And then they both hang down from the roof. And guess what? They see each other. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's very comedic. Their figures are also drawn very, like, comedically, stick figure There's just like this little dot, dot, dot in between the both of them when they see each other. The crunch panel will never not sense me. <laughs> crunch panel. Which one is that one? It's the one where he's like, oh, he huh, lands, this one, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's like where he lands and he's kind of like his arms are a little out and he's a little like, like hunched over. Yeah. I wish that we saw Coco again. Alas. Justice for Coco. We need Coco in season three. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He can serve that. And then, you know, the Kieran, no, sorry, Lauren goes, you know, pulls herself right back up on the roof. She's like, what was that? And she's in white and black because she's just shocked. And she hears a thump and uh-oh. And she leans back just at the right moment because a very sharp device, I don't know what it is. It's a ninja star. Ninja star? Yeah. I don't okay. know the real term. I believe that is a ninja star. Something that, like, I don't understand from Kieran is that, like, not only did he dress, like, like his outfit, like, it matches, like, the theme of the Carmine Camellia, but he also got his weapons to match, like, the like theme of the Carmine Camellia like the Carmine Camellia is very obviously um based on East Asian culture mm -hmm. and his ninja suit a ninja right and then mm -hmm. b it's like it looks like you know it was um inspired by East Asian culture mm -hmm. and then here he is with ninja stars too like here is come on <laughs> At first, I was like, why didn't he just stick with knives? But then I was like, yeah. you know what? That makes sense. Because if he, they find evidence, like he's leaving all of his shit everywhere, all these uh -huh. stars and stuff, at least it's not something that he typically uses. So yeah. they can't really trace like, it back to him. It's like, ah, there was reason behind that choice. Okay, yeah. I see you. It's just like fun. And I thought it was funny that like, he doesn't want to be traced, right? But yeah. like, he's also just making an effort to like, like he matches the scenery. Like, it's like, okay. I can't use knives so what else will I use and he's like oh East Asian culture you know let me let me pull out my ninja star I'm trained with all the blades <laughs> he also has a katana so he does have a katana and I think he does use knives later on in this one so it's like oh no just variety it's like let's see more of what he can do so I, I want to see Kieran use ninja stars more often like come on dude don't use it just like <laughs> Just in yeah. this arc. They're good. Season three is season three wish list number one. Have Kieran use ninja stars more. Two, Coco. <laughs> Maybe by season four, you know, Kieran would have had so much character development that he picks up a machine gun. Are we getting a season oh, four? No. I thought it was only three, but I don't know. Uh because season two was split in half. 
True. Uh, season two is season two and season three, which likes me like likely means that the original season three is going to be season four. I see. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Kieran is using those ninja stars. Lauren's rolling. He's throwing like three of them down at her. You know, like, no. And you know she's running away, and there's a lot of like rooftop chase. She's he's running after her. She throws a knife back at him. Right. Yeah. He yep. avoids it by jumping up on the side of the roof. Fascinating. Here he so extra. <laughs> right. Hardcore. <laughs> and she, then he he whacks her. She whacks him. Yeah, he he like jumps up on the wall, like does like a flip thing, and then uses that to launch himself at her. <laughs> he got sixty blocks with like her four arms. Very cool. Back Very impressive. Arms. So so he slams him. So he's some no wait. She now is slams against like the railway. And then he lands, and he has a knife. He is about what? to... No. Yeah, it's a very dramatic. It's a fisheye view. He's about to stab her. She blocks it with her arm, and she kicks him. And then they're just tussling with their wrists, and they're, uh, you know, of course, right over the railway, and then crash. They fall onto the next roof. The dagger is just, like, hanging out and flipping around. And then she grabs it, and she pins him down. And then we see it's our beloved Kieran, and he snatches his uh, his mask off. He's sweating bullets, looking mighty fine. And she's like, "Kieran," and he's like, "What? Yeah. Who?" I remember. What were they expecting? Really? Like we knew it was Kieran and Lauren right away. Like why these, didn't it be anyone else? These dumbasses. They <laughs> they have zero brain cells between the two of them. Like combined, they usually share the one. But the one is um taking on his day off, yeah. yeah. <laughs> paid leave as he deserves, been doing too much work. But I just remember, sorry, but the, I I love this panel of him because Soph dropped this on her Instagram like during the off season, and like okay. she had put text over like part of the knife so you couldn't see, but like the fandom like sussed it out. I was like, he's got a knife to his throat. And we're like, what? And then it's like, oh, you're right. And it's just like, oh, Bro, what? Okay, yeah. okay. Okay, first of all, back in the day, <laughs> I remember and, that, but, like um, smart ones. They've got the brain cells. Mm-hmm. First, what I wanted to say is that, like, I did not like. How did no one hear them fighting? Because <laughs> like they're crashing along the roofs. Like, did no one be like, "Hey, wait a minute, what is that?" I have a theory. Sound. We know later. This is not much of a spoiler because it's literally the next episode. They do that over Lady A in the butler's rooms, and nobody takes them seriously when they complain about things because they uh-huh. complain about everything. Uh-huh. That or like, you know, restaurants like not doing too hot, a lot of unoccupied rooms, closets mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. So maybe <laughs> it's just they happen to be over like an empty part of it or the kitchen or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then as for like the what who panel, I like I remember like seeing this panel, right? I was like, you know, it was like this panel dropped around the time that I really got into the fandom. And so I was seeing this panel, and for the longest time, I thought it was Kieran in the cave because I'm actually blind and could not see that there was like fabric and light was reflecting off fabric, and the fabric was around his head, so it was probably a hood, and that he was probably lying down if the hood was being like laid out like that. I legitimately thought that he was in his cave, like, <laughs> and now I'm like, are you? Serious? Hey, I thought for the longest time 
that chandelier man when we first see him get murdered in like episode six or seven or whichever episode that was i thought that was one of the people who got murdered that night in like uh, episode two or whatever for the oh, longest that's time that's... up until the end of season one so don't worry about it when yeah. i came into contact with the fandom they educated me and i realized that i was a dumbass and that's okay. yeah everyone misses something don't worry <laughs> And yeah, and we, we have our lovely Lauren and Kieran to inspire us, so we don't have to feel too bad. Yeah, they're completely shocked. Lauren snatches away her mask. She's like, of course it's you, goddammit. And then yeah, they look at each other. I have to say, I was surprised that they were so sweaty because it wasn't such a long tussle. And we've seen them bite before and they haven't been yeah. sweaty before. But I like right. the dramatic effect. First off, I think it's maybe because their faces were covered. They're all like yeah. covered up. And they, and before that, they were like running on rooftops trying to like resituate themselves. And then Kieran did a backflip, right? <laughs> Kieran did do a backflip. They just, they fell over the top of a roof. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I don't know about y'all, but like wearing a mask and doing like physical activity, you feel like 10 times more like <sighs> mm-hmm. in public. So I can understand how they feel a little bit. <laughs> that being said, please wear your masks in public, everybody. <laughs> don't be like Lauren and snatch people's masks off too. <laughs> Wait, um, they, then, I think they each snatched their own mask off, no? I thought she pulled his off. Yeah, mm-hmm. she pulled his off. Oh, I don't think it would make off his own mask. Yeah, he's got oh, black. Yeah, yeah. Gloves he on. has black gloves and she's wearing gray gloves okay i also also want to talk about the author's note i originally was gonna have kieran throw coco too but i'm not here to co- to torment coco any further nice. coco mm-hmm. deserves a break like he's the one who deserves a paid vacation <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i like these two they're funny they're destined to work together even if they don't think so <laughs> Yeah. I love how Kieran kind of like screwed it up, like because <laughs> like we kind of see him as like you know the like super powerful like purple hyacinth. At least that's like from season one. But now it's kind of like no, no brain cells for you, no brain cells for any of them. <laughs> yeah, I I I feel like he. It's like we realize it's like oh he's just barely holding it together, just like fake it till you make it type deal with him because <laughs> he has enough skills to do it. And as someone who procrastinates everything until the last minute and has to figure shit out on the fly, it's it's relatable in a way to be like, yeah, I did this. <laughs> I, yeah, this is um, this is the real me. Mm. And that's how, Honestly, that's how it is. Like at this point in the story, like where we are currently, so like season two hiatus, I'm pretty sure like Bella and Darcy are the only people with the brain cell. Because, like, Kim was acting up a bit in the factory arc. Will has his own family thing going on. And then these two, like, what more do you need? Like, they have no brain cells. Lucas. Oh, that's true. That's true. My boy. (laughs) My boy. Also, Tristan. Tristan. Kind of. Yeah, Tristan's been, like, sus of Lauren this whole time of, like, what she's doing. But also, he's, like... like Okay, you cannot tell me that Tristan's not sus of Duggan and that he's, like, not using Duggan for his own information. Like, mm. <laughs> I'd like to think that they're just, they're just, there's some love, man. That's I know they are in love. So, like, I think Tristan has some, like, you know, duty over family type stuff going on. Maybe so. I don't know. I'm very interested in, like, all the moving parts. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's see where this goes. I, I want season three. Like, I'm so stressed right now. Honestly, <laughs> kind of, kind of enjoying the highness. Like, 
I haven't touched most of my webtoons since like April. It's like December now. And I caught up with Shiloh yesterday, which is a really good comic if you guys like Purple Hyacinth. Um, but yeah, that's the, like the only three webtoons I keep up on. Two of them are on hiatus and one of them caught up yesterday. And honestly, if Purple Hyacinth comes back, I don't think I'll have the energy to like read it every week in Fast Pass. <laughs> but I have to because I need to know and I need to like not get spoiled on Discord and I have to do the podcast. Yeah, I might fast pass next season just because I bought a bunch of coins. I succumbed and I bought a bunch of coins for awesome. another um, fast pass that I wanted to do. What did I? Oh, yeah, fast pass on Holy Blood. That was good. Um, but yeah. Yeah, Mindy, you're you're not free from me yet. Okay, with the new episodes. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, we have another episode now. Which mm-hmm. thank you so much to my current patrons: Susie, Lady Libris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe, Rochelle, Saucy Tuggles, Meg, and Rose, Priya, Alexa, Misty, Laura, Joanne, Patty, Jen, Emilda, Esther. I'm watching you, Taurus, Poppy, Seed, Marie, Jen, Emily, Jean, Jen. Aaron, D, K, Lily, Beckett, and Miranda. Your support is truly appreciated. 